All right, welcome today to today's TV show, Book of the Day. I've got a tattered copy of a book that can change your life. And uh, it's by none other than Frederick Nietzsche, Man Alone with Himself. I don't think this is a book he actually wrote. It's more of a compilation. So just so you know, I'm doing these every day. Started this TV show, starting to grow pretty rapidly. So you're one of the first original viewers, original subscribers. Make sure you show up. We're going to be covering things uh, that are changing my life and uh, hopefully will change your life too. They're along the same lines as what I talk about in my TED Talk. How to go straight to the top to the greatest thinkers of all time. Like I say, imagine right now if you press a button, you download all the business wisdom of Bill Gates into your head. What do you think would happen to your financial, uh, you know, your business if you're an entrepreneur? Press one button, download Warren Buffett's investing knowledge into your head. What do you think your bank account would look like in a month or two? had you known or if you knew everything he knew. Snap your fingers and have, you know, uh, the Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. Understand, you know, the charisma of Bill, Bill Clinton. If you had that, the persuasive skills of Casanova, what would happen in your social life? And lastly, what if you understood the most cutting edge research from guys like Jonathan Haidt, Dr. David Buss, uh, uh, Mihail Cheek sent me high in terms of what it takes to actually be happy. And might I add, I was reading this morning Freud. So today we're going to go on. There's a few themes I want to hit on, but the one that I want to start with, I've talked about this a lot. The way your brain works, uh, it's constantly at crossroads. That's the way to think about it. The scientific term for this is heuristics. So, but let's keep it you know, down to earth here. So every day, every moment, even right now, you had a choice. You could, and let's just think of it as kind of a binary choice, meaning yay or nay, yes or no. You can go right or you can go left. You could watch this TV show right now, or you could go do something else. It's pretty much your two options. Now, let's say you choose to watch this show. Then you have a choice. I'm either going to pay a lot, pay full attention, or pay less than full attention. If you decide to pay less than full attention, you have another split in the tree. You can decide to multitask, eat breakfast or eat lunch, and keep half an eye out on this. Now, let's say you decide not to do this, right? You go, you know what? There's no way I'm doing this. So you split off this way, and you go, I'm not gonna watch Ty. I don't wanna hear this guy talking. It's too early for these crazy ideas. So you split off, but now there's still a conundrum. What do you do with your time? So you split again. You could go, you know, go jogging or you could sit and eat junk food or you could go visit a friend. It's the weekend, right? So on today's book of the day, what a uh, TV show, book of the day TV, I'm going to call this, uh, I want to get into what happens and why and how to change decisions that you make, think back in your past, that ended up being the quote unquote wrong one or the better way I think to look at it and think about right or wrong because you never completely know what if a decision was right or wrong. Uh, it didn't get you the end goal you had planned for. So you had planned, let's say, to be financially independent 
and have enough money in the bank account that you could take vacations, that you could, you know, give to charity, you could travel the world, you could maybe buy a nicer car, a nicer house. So at some point, let's say you're not there right now, or maybe you had a choice, uh, you wanted to be at an end goal, you wanted to be in great shape, you wanted to be, you know, 15% body fat if you're a guy, or 10% body fat if you're a woman, you want to be 20, 25% body fat, you want to be nice, toned, and in shape. But at some point, whether it was yesterday or 10 years ago, you began to make forks in your decision that ended you up, you wanted to be here and you are way over here. It's not right or wrong, it's just not where you plan to be and not where you want to be. Maybe you planned to have a lot of friends and have a great social life, but you feel lonely. I was just reading good research that says, no matter how, money can make you happy in a certain sense. There's good research on that out of Princeton, lots of Nobel Prize winning researchers doing that kind of stuff. But not if you're lonely. And I can tell you from firsthand experience being in business and partners and acquaintances and friends with some of the wealthiest business people in the world here in Hollywood and even globally, the ones that are lonely, all that money is not that important. So you took some forks in the road and you ended up lonely. Or you took forks in the road and you wanted to be happy and you feel depressed, you feel down. So what we're going to talk about is why do humans, you and I, make these forks in the road that don't get us to the destination that we set out to get to? Now remember, let me just say this, not everybody needs to end up in the same place. I don't believe everybody has to be married. Many great people in history weren't married. I don't believe everybody has to uh, be a fitness model in terms of, you know, Michael Jordan at one point was 4% body fat. I don't believe every guy needs to uh, aspire to be 4% body fat. I don't think everybody has to aspire to be a billionaire. And I don't think everyone has to be aspire to be like some cartoon character where every moment you're jumping around from joy and happiness. But if your goal has been to get married, or it has been to get to 4% body fat, even if it's just for a little while, or if it has been to make a lot of money, or be a lot happier, and you're not there, that's not right or wrong, but it is inefficient. You've been inefficient at getting what you want. And you know that what I talk about is the good life, how to get what you want. Um, and hopefully what you want makes sense, because that. And that's for another conversation. You can want things that are unattainable, which you should ditch those plans. But let's assume you have reasonable plans, okay? Why are you not there? Well, as I've mentioned before, there's about 25 decision-making tools that you have stored in your brain right now. They're instinctual. You got them from birth. Uh, top scientists, whether it be Dr. David Buss uh, or, you know, Helen Fisher, all these people who studied social science, Robin Dunbar, uh, Lieberman, they have found that, and I think they mostly agree, that we're born, no matter what culture, what time period, what type of family, we're born with some innate decision-making tools. Let me give you some of them. Bias towards reward. Bias in avoiding pain. Bias towards social proof. Bias towards association, towards availability, towards senescence. Bias towards 
Pavlovian responses, bias towards Kantian fairness and urgency and reciprocity. I'm not going to go through all 25, but there's about 25. What that means, to keep it simple, is that you're moving, you're moving like this, you decide, or you reach the crossroads, the fork in the road, which you do dozens, if not hundreds of times a day, and you go, am I going to wear a red shirt or a blue shirt? Am I going to go exercise or am I going to sit on my, you know, sit on my tail and get fat watching Simpsons and eating Cheetos? Now, the way you will decide and the quality of your life will be determined in how well you regulate those 25. There's even more than 25, but let's keep it to 25 for today because there's logical fallacies and you can probably come up with a hundred ways we decide, but let's just keep it small enough here so we don't get too confused. So, for example, there's a story of guppies. There's a, spe a, a type of guppy. They're little fish. The females, at some point, have to decide who they're going to mate with, which male. So these are orange guppies. So the, the female guppies are swimming around and some males come up and the males are trying to win the attention of the females. Now those females, of course, are at a crossroads because they can choose Bob the, Bob the guppy fish or they can choose George. It's in the female guppy's best interest to pick the wrong guy. If she chooses the wrong guy, just like if you choose the wrong person to be romantically involved with, it comes with a lot of pain because you could invest many years in them that could turn out to be wasted. You could waste the prime of your life on the wrong, you know, person romantically. You could have kids with the person that ends up being, you know, if you've seen Gone Girl, the movie, you could end up romantically involved with somebody who gets violent. Uh, it, there's a lot of hazards in making an ineffective or inefficient decision because everybody's goal at the core is the same. I can guess your goals. I don't know you necessarily. I'm not sitting in the living room with you, but I can guess a few things. I can guess, as Sigmund Freud says in one of the all-time great books of all time, if you have not read it, it's really a set, an essay called Civilization and Its Discontents. It has the power to revolutionize your life. I, was, I read it over and over, and I was reading it this morning, right before I started on, on this show, and it said, uh, he said, the purpose of life is hard for me to answer, but I can tell you what the behavior of humans tells me about what we aspire towards, what goals. He said, it's simple. We move towards intense pleasure and we move away from pain and discomfort. So that female guppy wants to pick the right male guppy to mate with because she wants the pleasure of making the right choice, having the right partner, having, you know, good guppy babies, all those things. So, how does she decide? Well, the guppies are just like you and I. They use a few tools. One of them is, uh, well really they both kind of center around one thing, but I'll call it availability bias. So the female looks for a very easily available trait in the two goldfish. Which of the male goldfish is the most orange? The most orange because she, that female was born with an instinct 
that said the most orange is the healthiest. And of course, that's a reward bias. So she associates uh, if she can be with a bright orange, healthy male, it will give her a reward. And reward is the strongest of the 25 bias. It's easily available for her to see the color orange. And then she gets association bias, uh, meaning if she associates with that male, she'll get more reward. So there's three biases playing at once on her brain. So she reaches the fork in the road and she chooses the path towards the brightest orange. Now, don't you wish life was that simple? That every decision you ever had to make was a clear path, that right or left, if you could just no, okay, which job do I want? Well, which building, office building is the most orange? Or which uh, person I want to date? Well, whichever one has the brightest blonde hair or you know the brightest blue eyes. But you and I know life is not that simple, unfortunately. So the goldfish, the guppy, isn't stupid either. So she was born with even more advanced decision-making tools because what if both of the males she could choose in the fork in the road, right or left, Bob and George, they're the same orange hue, the same brightness pattern. Well, now that female guppy, if she only had those three decision-making tools, availability, association, or reward, she would be stuck and she would just have to flip a coin. And if you know anything about natural selection, uh, it's not about just flipping coins. Your life and my life has an element of fate and luck to it. But in general, you are here because some, one of your great, 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 great grandmothers make a, made a good choice in who she had kids with. Without that choice, if she had chosen the wrong guy, if you, you never seen that movie with Michael J. Fox, uh, Back to the Future, where he goes back in time and a decision is changed and all of a sudden in the future he starts to disappear. That's what would happen to you and I. Had one of your great grandparents, any of them, made a different choice, you would disappear off the planet. Stephen Hawking says one day we may be able to pierce the veil of time and travel in time and hope that if somebody travels back in time, they don't affect your grandma or grandma or great great or you might disappear. I don't know how that works. I guess you can watch Back to the Future to get the science on that. But nonetheless, that female guppy now has a backup plan. The fork in the road, she pulls out a different instinctual social bias tool. It's called social proof. So what she does is look around to the other female fish and see which males they like. And she figures, it's not a perfect decision-making tool, but you know what? Two brains are better than hers alone. So she kind of goes off the gut of other people or other fish. Now, a couple things. You'll notice, if you don't think that this applies to humans also, just go to the store, the grocery store. When you walk down, why do you think you see tabloid magazines everywhere? because celebrity status, and you might lament and go, why does everybody care about Kim Kardashian? Why does everybody care about rock stars and movie stars? They're not important. School teachers are important. And you would be right. School teachers are more important than socialites like Paris Hilton, or at least they're more important in what they do, I should say. I don't know about intrinsic value. But nonetheless, humans are built just like the fish to go by 
the social fork in the road? What are other humans looking at? Justin Bieber, according to Clout, the Clout score, which is based on some algorithmic tools, is supposedly more popular than the President of the United States right now. Why? Well, because millions, hundreds of millions, even billions of people look to Justin Bieber and his exposure is a little bit... Now, this is, I do not have the exact statistics, but I'm going to wager a guess. It's, for the, it's because of these 25 cognitive biases. Probably because uh, the president presents you with more pain because when you think about presidents, you think about all the troubles in the world. So lower reward and higher pain. Also possibly when you think about the president, um, there's less delusion. You have to be clear-minded to understand politics, whereas listening to a Justin Bieber song and just laying back, you can just kind of delude yourself into forgetting your pain. It's, and also music elicits what's called another cognitive bias called the chemical bias. It's like a drug. Music is clearly like a dopamine drug, okay? So with all that understanding, we now know, you will now know after watching this show or listening to this show right now, you're going to understand why, okay, the world is the way it is. It's not enough to just complain and whine about it. You have to know this is how you and I were born. Now, the next question then is, are we slaves to this? And I'm going to answer with a yes or no or and no. And by the way, I'm going to, I don't have the link right now, but if you're watching a replay, I'm going to, this is the book of the day. So you can click here and buy this from me. Uh, you're going to get this book, which is very inexpensive. We ship it to you and you get it for the same price. Basically, as you get it Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Bookstones. We've got, a, we cut deals now with publishers. We can get very good rates. Uh, so we can basically match prices, uh, and then I'm going to give you some bonuses with this that you won't get if you buy it anywhere else. And these bonuses are valued about 100 bucks. Get my speed reading. I just recorded a seven-step, my newest smart reading technique, how you can read a heck of a lot more. And it's not speed reading. It's something that I personally developed. Uh, you'll also get the bonus of, uh, uh, well, my notes on the book and a few other things that we throw in. We like to mix it up. So click here. If you're listening to this later, uh, go to tylopez.com. There'll be a link for the book of the day deals. Look for the Frederick Nietzsche, Man Alone with Himself, book of the day deal. This is an amazingly easy book to read. So, I haven't even gotten to Nietzsche yet, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Because uh, all this will make sense when I read what I think is the most uh, important part for me, at least at this point in this book. So, one of the biases, before I get into how you change this, because you must change this, you must have control over this. And by the way, you don't, for some of you who know, I, I do these two shows. So this is the, the free show that I do. It's open to public, my TV kind of, you know, TV show I'm calling it now. Uh, then right after this, I take a five-minute break, and you can register. Now, it's not a TV show. you got to register for this. It's a private online seminar that's free. And the one that I'm doing now it's a pretty cool one. It's why some websites make a billion dollars and most of them go broke. The new rules of, inter of the internet. So if you're an entrepreneur, this is specifically this next talk I'm doing right after this, 
I take a five minute break, I need to eat a little bit, and then I'll be right on in five minutes uh, and you're in business or thinking of starting your own business. 90% of people at one point think about starting their own business. Be like Jeff Bezos. Try, because you don't want to go to your grave, never even have tried. Better to try, not like the experiment, and go back to your job or do something else than to never try. And it worked pretty well for Jeff Bezos. He made a 40 plus or $38 billion that way. So if you are an entrepreneur, you definitely want to be on this. I'm going to be talking about tools, techniques for using the internet, which is by far the cutting edge way for people to make money. In my opinion, it's only going to grow. 1999, Peter F. Drucker wrote one of his last articles before he died, and he said, the future is e-commerce. So we're going to be talking about that specifics about websites. If you have a website, I'm going to be examining some, what's wrong with most websites and how to do it right. So anyway, there should be a button right below this. It's not a it's not to buy the book. This is a button for free registration to the seminar coming up, okay? So click that below. It's free. You just put your email. The button's up. My guys are saying. So, back to the book. All right, listen to this. It's by Nietzsche in today's book of the day. Destination and path. Many people are obstinate about the path once it is taken. Few people about the destination. Let me read that again. People are, I'm going to rephrase it, people are stubborn about the path once they start on the path. But few people are stubborn about getting to the end. That is one of the biases in your brain called consistency bias. It's one of the problems and one of the solutions for your, pro, for your life's decision making. At some point, you're going to meet somebody, whether it's a business partner, a friend, an ally, a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. At some point, you're going to have to overlook their flaws and go, this is who I committed to being in business with. This is who I committed to uh, being a friend to. This is who I committed to marrying or dating. The problem with that is, You must first decide why you are in that relationship. Or you may be somebody who has a business idea. This is very common. Or a diet. I just read Diet Cults, amazing book. People decide, I'm a vegan or I'm paleo. I'm this or that. And what Nietzsche is saying is people often decide on the road. So the road is trying to get healthier by being a vegan. The road is trying to be healthier by being a paleo. But the road isn't important. Being stubborn on the road, why is that important? You're not on a diet just to say you're on a diet. You have an end goal. That's what he calls the destination. If your end goal is being healthy, let's say, then you should experiment with a few paths. But in the book Diet Cult, the author talks about so clearly. People follow diets like cults. They turn their mind off. They make one decision, fork in the road, and they go, this is me, I am this, and they identify that. Even though, as Nietzsche said, they're not stubborn about the destination, meaning, example, a friend of mine, family member of mine, decided he read somewhere eating only fruit, basically most 90% fruit was the way for him to be healthy. He was a top athlete, amazing shape. 
Then he just picked that. The decision-making tree, he could go right or left. He's like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna eat oranges and bananas. He was eating like nine bananas a day. Awesome. I started watching, you know, I'd, I'd interact with him. He started looking not as good. His face looked weird. He, he started losing muscle. And I asked him, what's the goal of this? He's like, man, I wanna be healthy. I wanna get even stronger. I wanna... And I was like, well, are you sure this is working? And he's like, yes, I fruititarian, da, da, da. And you could tell, as Nietzsche said, he was stubborn about the path. You could not talk to him. I tried one time, I was like, well, I read an interesting article by a doctor who said every fruititarian he's ever treated has massive health problems. And I brought that up and the guy's like, oh, that guy's flu, he's blah, blah, he's the conventional, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, no, it's just a doctor telling a story. Like, he forgot. My relative forgot to be stubborn about the goal, which is switch paths, but don't switch end goals. It's a noble and logical goal to be physically healthy. No, nobody but a fool would argue you're better off unhealthy. And there's not a person on the planet unless they're suffering from paranoia or neurosis and delusion bias, which many people do, would argue it's better to be on the verge of a heart attack because you're so fat and overweight than it is to feel good and be able to run and jump and play with your kids and live to see your grandkids, right? Well, he was suffering from consistency bias. And Nietzsche says, you and I, and I want you to think about now as we wrap up this book of the day, I want you to think long and hard. What's an example where you had a goal? Maybe your goal in dating was to find the love of your life and date the right person and marry and have kids. And then you met somebody and you decided to stick with them. Even though by all clear signs, they were not going to, they were not the best person for you. They did not have the same goal as you of having whatever a family or whatever your goal was. But yet, so you, you compromised on the end destination goal. You're like, well, I'm already with them. so. Maybe I'll, you know, I'm not going to get married now. Maybe they don't, uh, you know. Or maybe you got on a diet and you stuck with it and you look in the mirror and you're like, hmm, since I've been vegan or since I've been paleo or since I've been fruitarian, I don't feel so good. I don't look so good. But you know what? I know my original goal was to be healthy, but I'm, I'm already starting on this. Let me see where it goes. I hope you won't do that. I hope you'll reach the fork in the road. I hope you'll be more sophisticated than the goldfish the guppy that only has those few tools in its tool belt. In summary, you and I are humans. We are not pure animals in the sense that we have the ability to think beyond those goldfish. We are not under what I call the tyranny of our upbringing completely. The default state though is that you will be under the tyranny of whatever you grew up around, if your parents had that bias, if your personality and constitution, maybe you're a little more stubborn, maybe you're an INTJ, they're a little more stubborn in, in the Meyer Brig, maybe you're a, in what, in my PASE personality type, maybe you're a P, they're more stubborn. You've forgotten the end goal. The goal in your business is to be financially secure and free. It's not to work and sell this one product. If the one product doesn't work anymore, stop selling it. Move on. Set up your life in many experiments. Read the obvious signs. All right, if you're watching this, depending on where you're watching this, I want you to, there's 
depending on where you're watching this, there should be a, a little place to comment below to close this out because I believe you shouldn't just listen to me. That's level one learning the Dalai Lama says in his book, Beyond Religion. Level two is just contemplating what I said, but level three is taking what Nietzsche said, Nietzsche said in his book and making it an instinctual. So you will no longer become path-driven, but you'll become end-goal-driven. You'll compromise sometimes on how you get there. You'll change products. You'll change friends if they turn out to be bad. You'll change diets. You'll change sleeping patterns if it's not working. But you won't compromise on the end goal, the good life. So what's an example? And if you don't see, if you're listening and driving the car, do this mentally. But I'd like you to write it down. Start keeping a journal. As you go through this TV show, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm doing another online business seminar tomorrow. At, so two shows tomorrow. And the next day I'm going to be keeping this up. I want you to keep a little journal. And it, you call it uh, your greatest minds in history journal. It's, remember, this isn't, show isn't about me. We're going through people like Nietzsche, much smarter than me. We're downloading that their great thoughts into your head to revolutionize your life. Write in your journal or right here. What's well, an example of something you've been inflexible and stubborn on the path, but you forgot why you were on the path and you compromised on the destination? All right, write that below. I've thought of one. I don't know if I want to say it here publicly, but I've got one in my mind. Usually, by the way, the most common is with people, but it's also with other things too. Health, wealth, love, and happiness, there's examples. So I'll see you tomorrow. And for those of you, there's a button right below here. Join me in five minutes. If you're at all, an, if you are an entrepreneur, want to, if you already make a million bucks or you want to get to a million bucks, we're going to talk a lot of things. If you're just starting out, we'll be talking about that too. So click register free and I'll see you in a few minutes after I grab uh, some eggs here. All right. See you in a minute.